0: The Hard Times with Bill Conway.
1: If we're live. Sorry. That's okay. Keep your little uh in the beginning too that you did there.
0: Okay, yeah. I was I there was a cough coming and I thought that would help. You went, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Empty Space Podcast. Episode ninety-five. <laughs> is it four? Damn, ninety three is ninety-three. Four. Son of a bitch. Yep. Ninety-four, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go with that. And uh yeah. we got um the hard times. We got Bill
1: Conway Conway Coming on From the hard times Ever heard of it? Not a big deal
0: But before we get into that Batch got something to say I got something to say And then we'll get into the interview Okay? Hell
1: yeah man So we're gonna start off with some Some tough news That the boys got today um long time friend of ours um got some pretty fucked up news this week um he went in to have his appendix taken out and through testing they found out that he had cancer in his appendix thought he was out of the woods all set, okay that's gone we're good wrong uh turns out they found that he has colon cancer and needs to get um some of his I i he said he was getting his colon removed tomorrow. Mm. Which this is, is Thursday the twentieth, so Friday the twenty first, he is going in for emergency surgery. Um this is our good friend Eric Johnson. Um me and Steve both played have played hockey with him for Christ, I don't know better part of 10 years now i'd say Mm -hmm. um so i just wanted to give him a shout out on here uh telling that we're thinking of him um we wish him the best and we'll be here to help with anything that you might need um there is a gofundme that i will be posting onto the instagram story if you can please donate um, he's going to be out of work for a while while he fights this battle, so any little thing will help. Um, you know, really good kid. Um, it's a shame, not even 30 years old yet. So, um, it's a scary thing, man, to see one of your good friends go through that. So, just wanted to give him a little shout out, and hopefully, some of our empty space fans will help him out. Because he would help them out for sure. So,
0: yeah, much, much love to you, Eric. Uh, good, yeah, man. Good, good guy. And, uh, don't wish this upon literally anybody. And, uh, I,
1: no, cancer is one hell of a thing. And, uh, cancer sucks, man.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything, man. I, I love, I love you. I hope you get better, dude. I, I genuinely don't mean like I don't have anything. It's just tough to even talk about, but, um,
1: yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Help, support.
0: Shit. I'll be giving you my thoughts, my prayers. I'll I'll be donating, and if 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 everyone could just do do anything that would be super helpful. And you know, uh like Batch said, we're here for you, man.
1: Hell yeah! So go, uh, go fight this thing, and kick its ass, man. Yes, sir. So, what do you got? Thank I you.
0: got, uh, well, we'll be in Disney next week, everybody, so.
1: Fuck yeah, bitch. Get
0: ready for some great-ass fun content, of course, Disney stuff. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Gonna be sick, yeah. um, but other than that, I just got the <laughs> intro for the podcast about the hard times, brother.
1: Oh, I did a thing. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck me. I, I already said what
0: I said, but go ahead and save it.
1: I did a thing, kids. Tell them what
0: you did.
1: Your boy went and got his license, bitch. <laughs> What was that what was it? I was yeah, shooting yeah. the gun, dude. Oh. It went chick, chick,
0: boom. Pew, 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 Mike pew. didn't probably take it pew, up, but pew, 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 pew. congratulations to the one and only. Me. Mr. Batch. Finally, licensed electrician.
1: Hell yeah, man. It's official, baby. Yeah, I can uh, come wire up your house incorrectly and burn it to the ground. So I can only hope. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take that risk, go right ahead. Yeah, cost you, you hundred bucks this, an hour though. You fixed? Whoa! Fired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're fired for you're hired. Jesus Christ!
1: Find a cheaper one. <laughs> I will. Me? I don't know what well, I'm good doing. luck. I'll just light a candle. Help you? Know, I'm not gonna. All right, fine. Whatever.
0: So, uh, why did you replace all our lights with candles? Oh, I'm the best electrician. That has nothing to do with electricity. I'm a fireman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> job security <laughs> no but seriously dude i know
0: i've said it to you text facebook instagram in person before the podcast started i am very proud of you dude and i'm really excited you. to you know see where you go from here i knew you had it in you i, and I know that, it was a hell of a journey and i know there's still more to go but dude that you've got over a big bump here and uh you mm. should celebrate especially now especially in disney we're, we're definitely gonna celebrate brother
1: for sure uh i'm gonna drink around the world i think i think i earned that no, I didn't earn that. No, no, oh.
0: no, sorry. That was not. Well, earnworthy. last time I got
1: engaged, I couldn't drink around the world. This time I got my license. I still can't drink around the world. But the no. fuck's a guy going to do for a beer around here? Mm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> make me want
0: to strangle you sometime. I'll buy you donuts. You can eat as many donuts as me.
1: I don't Dude, think I, th- I could do that.
0: I told my buddy who just got back from Disney at work. I was like. He sent me a picture of him eating the Joffrey's donuts. And I was like, oh, dude, I ate like three minimum of a day. He's like, no, you didn't. There's no fucking way. I was like, I'll give you my buddy's number. And he'll probably yell at you about that I ate more than that. So,
1: yeah, it was more like four, sometimes five. Like, it was disgusting. When We went to Disney Springs and you would have three. And then you went to that donut shop. And I was like, there's no way. And you came (laughs) out with two. And I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? I was we're going to dinner in like an hour, man, and you were like, "Yeah, but we're like gonna walk around, so I need something." That's and I true. Was like, not these aren't like normal donuts, people either. These are like the size of your head, like <laughs> I know. And they got like Reese's cups in them and like oh, all yeah. sorts of fuck like fruity pebbles and shit. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Like, Dude, I'll
0: just never forget your fucking. I don't know which one it was. Yeah, it was Epcot, and like. We were like walking and like, I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. I got to I got to get a coffee. And you're like, all right, all right. Like, because like you always stop. There's always something to grab. And I'm like in line to get a coffee. And then you guys are over at a bench or something. And then I walk over with a fucking donut. And you looked at me like my mother looked at me when I came home, my first tattoo. And you were like, no, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I just had the stupidest kid smirk on. And you were like, Steven, this, this. No, I'm so upset with you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? And then you were, then you like looked at me like a little kid, and you're like, I got it for both of us. We can split it. I was yep. like, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way.
0: Oh, love it.
1: Fuck, right. man. That's all I got, man. All right. Um, yeah, so I did it. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. I uh, I cried real tears on the phone with my father. Um He didn't cry. I cried. Mm. Like, cause it was just like, I couldn't believe that I fucking did it. Mm -hmm. Like such a crazy moment. Like I worked so hard for that. And like, um, I missed the first one by one question. The first time I took it and I was like, fuck me. And then this time I went in there and I was like, I got this bitch. And I knew when I looked up at the computer and I had to get 21 out of 30 questions correct. And I looked up at that computer and I looked up and it was 27 out of 30. Like I had answered 27 and it was only three left. And I knew all of them were right because I had them in the book. Yep. I was like, I started like tearing up in the thing. I was like, I just hit. I hit end. That's how like confident I wasn't even answering the last three questions. I was oh, just shit. like, I'm done. Like I'm done. I'm good. And the thing said pass, and I was like, Holy fuck! I was like, I fucking did it. That's like, so
0: fucking sick.
1: I've done it. And then, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's crazy. Fucking I never thought amazing. that like it would happen. Yeah, like I'm a big boy now. <laughs> but yeah so anyway i think i hear bill knocking
0: hey bill's knocking but before we talk about bill i'm telling you about the hard
1: times times.
0: if you don't know what the hard times is the hard times is a very real punk news site that you should not question uh just absurd the information as truth and move on okay just absorb it and it's all true uh the historic satire site was founded in December 1976, it's made by a group of punk and hardcore kids from all different sub-genres of the DIY hardcore scene. Any resemblance to actual persons or bands' names is just coincidental.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh This is straight from their website about their About Me. It's a great pop, punk, punk, rock and roll, fucking... Uh, hardcore, sat- yeah. everything. The satire, fucking uh, amazing uh, Instagram, social media, all that stuff, check out their website. But Bill Con- Conway, uh, the co-founder editor in chief who I got to meet and he did the tattoo worst tattoo in Chicago at ride fest is where I got to meet him. You've heard about that in the past episodes. He is here knocking on the door. So we're going to let Bill Conway in and get to know about the hard times and a little bit about bill himself. Hell yeah. Kids. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Come
1: yeah, on, bill. Peace.
3: That should do it. Hello? There it Hello? is. Hey. Oh, there we so, go, okay. Yeah, Zoom was defaulting. You know, these technology these days, it <laughs> wants my microphone uh, to be the output, you know, like instead of the input, because that makes a ton of sense. Makes uh, sense. <laughs> but now we're in, now we're in. Can, can you hear me okay? Is the output, Well, the input working? Is the mic working? So, or do I need oh, to talk yeah. to my headphones?
1: No, no, the mic's working. Beautiful. Hell yeah. Dude, this is awesome,
3: dude. It's good to see you, man. No, yeah. it's all mine. Thank you for having me.
0: Hell yeah. Well, we got yeah. fucking Bill from the hard times here. and It was a pleasure to meet you at uh, Riot Fest. Pretty cool conversation we had together finding out we're both South Shore kids. And, uh, you know, it was cool once once I found that out and checked out your whole spiel on Instagram. I was like, dude, got to have you on, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have you here.
3: Well, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, no, it it's great meeting you as well. And yeah, I mean, small world situation. Uh, you know, when you mentioned you're from, what is it, Pembroke? I was like, hold on a second. Correct. That doesn't even make sense. You know, I know. So,
0: Because you grew up in what, Hanson?
3: Yep. Hanson, yep. right right on uh, Route 58 across from the town hall.
0: Yep. In and back, you're from what, Halifax originally?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: Oh, awesome. so. everybody's from, uh, off of Route 58 then. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right down the street, man. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, well, first
0: off, I know I've already said it six times since we started, but thanks again <laughs> for coming on. Uh, we do uh as long as you want. So you let us know when you gotta go. No, no, uh, no structure here as far as that. So just let us know, first and foremost. And uh second off, I want to start this off by just getting right into the hard times, man. Cause this is some interesting, cool shit that I didn't even know existed until after following the hard times on Instagram. And you guys post some of the funniest memes I've ever seen. Oh my God, Um,
1: yeah.
0: So tell me, how did you get started with the hard times? Kind of give me the background on that, my friend.
3: Yeah, so uh, back in 2014, um, so I was doing a podcast years and years ago uh, called Edgeland, where it was a podcast where I talked with straight edge people about being straight edge and formerly straight edge people about why they're not straight edge anymore. And uh, that was a good time. And I had... A guy named Matt Sankham on the show. He was a frontman of a band, Zero Progress, which was a Bay Area hardcore band, and he kind of had this uh, satirical character. It was like a professional wrestling gimmick that he was doing, and I found it funny uh, when I would see that pop up. Uh, so I asked him to be on the show. A couple months later, I saw him make a random post on Facebook that was just like, "Hey, I'm starting up like a onion-style, um, you know, satire." thing for punks and hardcore kids. And I was, I saw that post and I was like, Ooh, I'm in. And, uh, so that night I wrote like, I don't know, like 50 headlines and him and I started talking things over and then him and I just kind of built it up from nothing for a little while. And, uh, yeah, it became bigger than we ever could have imagined. It was just supposed to be a dumb hobby that goes away in three months, you know, one of those things. Uh, but it got relatively popular relatively fast like just after a month of being around like one of the singers of like you know one of the 75 singers of black flag was sharing one of our articles and we're like oh holy crap (laughs) you know so um yeah it was just interesting to see how quickly it built up and that people related to it i think i mean now there's there's a satire site for every single thing like if you're into knitting there's like a knitting satire page that you can go find but uh at that time there was not this uh big boom and it, i think it filled kind of a void and we were able to uh you know be be an onion ripoff that actually became something oh
1: yeah oh yeah
3: yeah, that's yeah i remember <laughs>
1: i saw you guys you i think had made like a fake it was like an interview with zates and it was like um Punk spends Thanksgiving in his garage because he hates his family or something.
3: Yeah, that's one we'll repost every year around Thanksgiving where it's like, uh, yeah, Punk has annual tradition of avoiding <laughs> his family in the garage. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, and it's just Eric standing in a garage looking around, uh, but we've had him in a couple of headlines. There's another one uh, that Eric had posed for, which was like, um, hardcore kid begins his liking hockey phase or something like that. Oh, yeah. um, And he's in that one as well, wearing his Bostonian barbershop, like hockey, uh, you know, gear.
0: (laughs) that's awesome. awesome yeah we just actually had zates on what three nights ago or something so that episode's gonna drop yeah. this friday with zates which will be cool
3: yeah all uh, right yeah i mean him and uh, him you know eric and i will be at my brother's wedding in two weeks or whenever this airs is probably sooner than that but uh, maybe it's already happened but uh <laughs> yeah so I'll, I'll be back in massachusetts uh seeing seeing too much of that guy uh, am i right <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i know like Batch and me a batch news eights and then I knew him from batch and then through hockey how did you guys click just from hometown South Shore area
3: I mean yeah I, I, he grew up um three block you know I think he was off of Gorwin Ave in Hanson or uh whatever and I was on Liberty Street so but he is like my brother's best friend forever and when the Hanson skate park first opened you know he would be there and I would be there and then Eventually, as everybody grew up and you know I moved into the city or whatever, then he would come into the city and hang out. And then he got an apartment in the city, and that became the hangout spot. And you know it was just just a natural progression of uh, just being around everybody. But yeah, back in the I don't know early teens, late aughts, uh, there was. A lot of wild times in in the city that uh, I'm sure he has plenty of stories. I don't know what he would have shared, but uh, (laughs) yeah, lots of interesting times were had.
0: That's awesome. Dude, that skate park was my favorite place in the world, especially the mini half pipe that uh, half pipe they had. I felt especially when I was younger, I felt like the most badass being able to shred that thing. And I'm surprised Mm -hmm. that's still actually around.
3: Yeah, I somebody sent me some, well, it was actually my brother. He took his dog to it the other day and he was just running around with his dog. I was like, how is this place still around? I mean, it's been like 20, <laughs> I think 22 years it's been there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it opened when I was 16 and I'm 38 now. So yeah, it's been there. Uh, But yeah, that's those situate concrete parks, the biggest waste of money, uh, (laughs) biggest waste of taxpayer money that's ever happened. And there's a special place in hell for the prefab situate concrete people um, that, yeah, way to go. You ripped off a lot of municipalities and your skate parks were the absolute worst. um, So they can burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit.
0: This That's is great. So dope. Uh, so who comes up with, with with all the uh these like memes and stuff? Like, is it everybody collabs together? Or is it someone that like does specific ones? Because like, do these last few ones, or not last few, because you guys post so many, but those blink ones had me dead. Like, the man falls in love with a more affordable ro- at a with a girl more at a more affordable rock show, and shit, dude, these shits are like they're endlessly hilarious. Uh,
3: yeah, we have a kind of an interesting. I, I mean, I I think it's an interesting process that we have, and it was kind of we when matt and i started we were doing it all ourselves you know it was Mm -hmm. him and i and matt's brother ed kind of coming up with headlines and we would write them and then we would send them to each other to edit and then we would you know because we have full drafts so we have full articles connected to everything too i encourage anybody to read the articles they also have a lot more jokes that are good but um (laughs) the um quickly people were emailing us like, Hey, how do I get involved? Like, how can I write headlines for you? And which surprised us like, you want to do what now, you know, you want to yeah. help us with, with what? Uh, and so we had a, we started like a Facebook group and we just had people like pitching headline ideas in there. And we kind of developed a system where everybody that's in the group, like we do it through Slack now and everybody that's in the group. Um, uh, yeah, because uh, I'll tell the Facebook story in a bit, why we don't use Facebook anymore, but, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, people in the group will pitch a headline. So random, random guy in the group pitches the headline. And so all other people that are in the group can read that and be like, we think that is a funny headline and the editor should consider running this one. So they'll like, like it or whatever. And then we'll have our editorial meeting at the end of the week where we look at all of the headlines that have gotten a certain amount of likes and we'll kind of make our selection. We kind of whittle things down. So it's a somewhat democratic process of like, the people that we find funny in the group uh, that are part of the creative process, like kind of signaling, this is a good headline. This is a good headline. And we'll look at those. And uh, and then we assign those to the people that pitched them and they write the articles. We edit them. I make usually, I usually make a lot of the social graphics or we have a couple of the other editors make the social graphics and they go online. And uh, that's, that's kind of the process is it's moderately democratic. Everybody can be involved as much as they want to be. And we uh, we have it that way and people can pitch whatever they want. And people kind of learn like what works and what doesn't. Because if you keep pitching the same joke about microwaving food in an office and it doesn't get any engagement, then you're like, well, maybe I need to stop pitching this sort of headline and go back to pitching about how Henry Rollins is a guy that can bench press or something like Me. that.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: But so- Yeah. Uh, The Slack, we've been doing it through Slack. We, We used to do it on Facebook, which is easy, but even in like a private Facebook group, if we like mentioned like screwdriver or some other like, you know, like Nazis or screwdriver in a headline making fun of them. Facebook was flagging us Uh and being like, you're spreading hate speech and we're going to shut you down. It's like, no, 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 no. We're making fun of people that like screwdriver. Uh, And yeah, so we had to get off of Facebook because their uh, moderation was, you know, they're they're, they're reaching into uh, our private group and censoring us. I don't think so. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, it's funny that they, had a problem with you guys but not the onion
3: i mean they might have a problem with the onion i I don't know i don't know Uh, anyone from the onion yeah so (laughs) uh everybody i mean i mean i know the onion they have their own offices they probably don't have to uh do things on facebook you know part of the hard times is uh we've done it from our bedrooms the entire time so uh
1: that's so cool though
3: yeah um yeah We've never had to uh, waste money on an office because we would be like, nah, no nah, offices are for sellouts. We'll just uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll continue to do it from our bedrooms.
1: Love That's it, so dope. So I was reading online about you because you're that popular. Um, that you did stand up comedy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of. I, I did it for ten years, like, I still kind of do it. But after the pandemic, of my my motivation is way down. But yeah, I started doing stand up in like. 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, when I was living in San Francisco, which was a good place to do stand up. But yeah, stand up is a uh, it's a it's a tough business. Uh, it's a uh, a lot of public humiliation. If you're into public humiliation, then ooh baby, uh, <laughs> get stand up for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna be rock hard all the time. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, but I'm in LA now and. Uh, it's, there's plenty of standup to be had around LA. I'm sure you can imagine, but it's like, mm. you know, you're going to the back of a bar on a Wednesday night and it's just like, uh, they're playing like a playoff baseball game. And it's like, Hey, uh, uh, open mic is going to start and we're going to turn these TVs off. And people are like, fuck you, you are and like, oh, all right, well, yeah, awesome. yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, go tell our shitty dick jokes and <laughs> uh, just try, try to ignore us.
0: Fair enough. Uh, That's pretty cool, man. And like, how do you feel like doing what you're doing now is your form of comedy now in its own presence, you know?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually had this conversation. There's a comedian, Jonah Ray, uh, who does Mystery Science Theater 3000. He did that like new version of it. And he did stand up for quite some time. And he kind of took a break from that. And him and I were talking about how when you have that other creative outlet if you're not like if you are not completely in love with stand-up like it drives you then it's easy for that to just kind of fade away and that's how I kind of felt where it's like sometimes stand-up was like all right it's not I it's not a I don't get to go do stand-up tonight it was like a I feel like I have to go do stand-up tonight you know and it's like are at, yeah and once you're at that level like, like you find excuses like oh, I'm not going out tonight you know it's it's LA and it's like 68 degrees. It's freezing out. I'm not going to go out. Yeah. And, you know, uh, <laughs> 68 degree weather. Um, but you know, there are plenty of my friends that are far more successful that still do stand up every night. Uh, and I'm just like, you are a maniac or you have some sort of uh deficiency elsewhere, but, um, g- good on you. But, uh, yeah, the hard times is definitely fulfilling that role of comedy outlet, uh, by leaps and bounds,
0: that's awesome. I'm glad you're able to that's still really do good. something in that sense because it feel it sounds like you know. I mean, you dedicated a lot of time towards it, so if you can still put that passion towards it, that's really good, man.
3: Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's stand up is also one of those things. Like, you can I mean? I could go to an open mic tonight if I wanted. You know, nothing's stopping me. You know it's not like, going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's always going to exist. So and we'll see. I've been to a couple comedy shows lately and I kind of have felt the the itch a little bit again. I, I was hosting a comedy show uh for a while, which you know was like a monthly thing, and I was getting up just but it like you can't do stand up once a month. You have to yeah. do it over mm-hmm. and over. If you're just doing it once a month, you might as well not be doing it all at all.
0: I've heard
1: that before. It makes sense.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, what part of la are you in man uh it's a little place called frog town which is uh adjacent to silver lake which is the neighborhood everybody makes fun of for like hipsters or whatever you want to <laughs> say um but frog town it's right by the la river but it, the la river is a much maligned river because it's just a concrete um yeah thing with a little bit of water running through the middle of it but uh I'm actually on like this really nice part of the river it's still just a big concrete ditch but it's like a bird sanctuary there's actually like vegetation in there and it's really nice but it's this neighborhood was a formerly redlined very working class like neighborhood that is quickly gentrifying because i think a lot of developers realized like wait this part of the river is actually really nice and so Mm -hmm. now like condos are going up everywhere and uh this place that You know, God once forgot is now um, a high value real estate market um, in in Los Angeles. But it's it's a super quiet neighborhood and really, really nice other than the occasional shooting. But so what? You know, you're uh, in L.A., man. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) One guy gets shot. I'm not going to not going to get too concerned over that. Not a big deal.
1: No,
0: no, (laughs) not for more
1: batches. (laughs) No. Well, where, where are you? I'm in Lynn.
3: Okay. Yeah. City of Sin, baby. There's- yeah. <laughs> so
1: I get it. A few people get shot here and there. Uh, big deal. Yeah, yeah. So what? You know,
3: yeah. Grow up. You know, <laughs> you got shot. Grow up.
1: That's nothing, some, dude. Someone gets stabbed five times. Oh, well.
3: You no. Know? <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Now, exactly. big You are straight
0: edge. Have you been straight edge your whole
3: life? Yeah. I have never touched a single thing. I'm, uh, my brother and I both, uh, just, Never had any desire. I, I've I've said it this way that there's like a spectrum. You know, most people are somewhere in the middle. Then there's the people you know that want to get fucked up on everything that are all the way over here. Then there's the people that just don't care about anything all the way over here. And I'm on this side of just like I've never had any. I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. Never had any desire to, never curious about it. So even if straight edge wasn't a word, I'd still just be like this. Uh, but it just so happens straight edge is a word and I can uh, buy into the straight edge meat, meathead mentality of it and then go full tilt and just be like, fuck you uh, and all that stuff. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, have been straight edge forevers but i I found out about it when i was like 12 years old through my older cousin who was like straight edge for like two weeks and i was Mm -hmm. like oh that's cool but uh yeah but yeah so 26 years of claiming edge now so just just forever at this point edge for life i like it man man. now what
0: let me ask you because everyone has their own definitions what is your definition of edge or is it just
3: more of a feeling for you uh i mean to me it's just uh the outright refusal of anything that is uh, chemically altering you know okay. like uh, it i i th- there's the weirdos that are like no sex before marriage or whatever but that's a yeah. weird puritanical christian bullshit that is just like that has nothing <laughs> to do with anything you fucking weird loser um but <laughs> yeah. Somebody sent me. Well, I saw a photo today. Somebody wearing a shirt that said like "Straight Edge for Jesus" on the back of it, and she's like, all right, listen, excuse me, yeah, like, listen, clown. Um, <laughs> the the dude changed water into wine. I've never heard of anything less straight edge in my fucking life. You know, you right. can't don't don't pick straight edge for Jesus, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, dude's blood was made out of wine. Uh, so yep, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's just. I, I I do like the the extremist attitude of being straight edge too. I I, I enjoy that. You know, the, mm-hmm. the it is uh, you know, one of those things of most people at this point You know, I'm in my 30s now, so everybody's usually just kind of cool. Like, hey, you want a drink? Like, no, thank you, and like that's cool, you know. But like, back in your 20s, like when they're like, "What is your problem, man?" It's like, I don't have a fucking problem, man. (laughs) Like, maybe you got the fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) And those those were fun times as well. But now, when you're an adult, people are just. Most people like if they offer you a drink and you say no, then they just clock it in their head. And be like, oh, yeah, he's probably sober. You know, he's been through a lot, you know, um, every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and that's fine, too. You know, uh, however you get there. But uh, yeah, so that that's a basic I like the extremist fuck you part of being straight edge. That's It's it's funny to me. It's what makes it enjoyable.
0: I like that, man. Yeah. We were talking to uh, John James Ryan of Keep Flying. Mm-hmm. um and we were talking about like different styles of straight edge and how it's like completely like just from like the ian MacKay days of minor threat and going back then and fucking to now and how it's completely changed and there's all these like exactly like 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 you said like not having sex for marriage and uh coffee and there's just all these different forms of it like everyone has their own form of it so it's it's i'm curious to get everyone's take on it like myself uh i claimed straight edge when i was fucking i don't know probably the same time probably around like 13 or 14 like I found out what it was through like bands like black flag minor threat and all that shit and I was just like oh this is kind of fucking sick like seven seconds oh shit that's Mm -hmm. dope like let's fucking go and like that's the music I was into and and then I just I got
3: super fucking hardcore about it, too, to the point where I might have got a little too hardcore about it when I was younger. Maybe like, I don't know. It's tough not to when you're a teenager, though, it becomes your identity in a way. Yeah. It's uh, because of when you're in high school and you got the the. The dudes whose identity is just to smoke weed, you know, like, oh, yeah. please get out of here with that. And then. Yeah. Like, but what? But you're doing the same thing. It's just on the opposite spectrum of being straight edge. Uh, and yeah, we've every straight edge person's been there. We went a little too far. At yeah. Some points, I, and that's
0: yeah. you hit it on the head, though. I got to say, because that's literally like that's literally what I felt like, like throughout middle school in the beginning of high school. I was like, well, oh, these guys are such fucking idiots. Fuck them. They're so fucking stupid. All they do is smoke weed, blah, 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 blah. And then like, as I got older, I was like, wow, I'm being literally the same thing about something. I'm obsessing about something the same way as they are. And right. It's like, the fuck? And then the older I got, I was like, okay, this is a, uh, this is a little different. And it it <laughs> completely changed who I was. And I mean, I got a tattoo on my leg, a straight edge brotherhood tattoo. And I was like, I want to say like 18 or 19 in my fucking cousin's um, kitchen. And I was like, that was like, for me, that was like, this is it. Like I'm not fucking changing, but like I tried shit when I was younger because I wanted to see what it was. I took like a couple sips of drinking and uh. Now take
3: the interview over. I can't be around you for yeah. That much there it is. Whoa, wait till I get <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, man. It's interesting. It's 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 a cool scene, man. I've I met a lot of cool people at straight edge shows. Growing up, I met a lot of. Just cool people in general at all shows. It. But uh it's cool to hear different perspectives and size. And I know that's a big part of who you are too. And uh so I was just, thanks for that background, man.
3: So I mean you're you're 30, right? Around Correct. there. Yeah, I'm 30. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I mean, the Boston hardcore that I came up with, like, you know, have hearts the biggest band and like Half straight Heart, edge Boston yeah. hardcore bands are like, you know, Boston Straight Edge was like the thing in like the early to mid two thousands. And I got to come up in that Boston straight edge scene where like, I mean, you couldn't swing a cat without hitting four you know, straight edge people. Uh, yeah. And then everybody all of a sudden like, they break edge overnight. And uh, that's, that was, that was probably uh, for me, that was a weird time when all my straight edge friends became not straight edge anymore. And it was so yeah. like upsetting at the time, but now I'm just like, oh, whatever, man. Like there's some of that have still gone too far. Like they're making up for lost time. It's so like, Oh, yeah, you're an extremist in either way, like moderation just doesn't work for you. And that's uh, kind of just how it is. Like uh, you're, you're, you're just an alcoholic now. Uh, and before you were just an alcoholic that just didn't drink. Uh, so mm. Uh, mm. it's, it's a, but yeah, when all of the, I think, I mean, Eric is still straight edge, My brother's still straight edge, but I think at one point, you know, if the, the crew of kids is, 20 people deep that are straight edge, maybe four still are, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, oh boy. But uh yeah, it's uh that that's always a weird time when all the friends start breaking edge. But when you're younger, it seems like the end of the world and like oh, I'll never talk to this person ever again. What a sellout. And you're like, mm-hmm. that's that's the dumbest mentality, you know, uh, oh, around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, as long as you know they don't your friend that broke edge doesn't become some sort of uh drunk driving maniac, then who cares? You know, yeah, go with the flow. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. For sure. Like to me, I know, I don't look at Steve as not being straight edge because he uses CBD or might take some THC gummies to help him go to sleep at night. To me, he's still straight edge. Right. I mean, I never was, I was the opposite end of that spectrum. That's why I had to get sober. And, that whole story is a long one, but like looking at him, I'm like, Oh, he's still straight Edge, he doesn't drink. He doesn't like shoot heroin. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's
0: (laughs) God. I hope not.
1: (laughs) 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 So, and, and like seeing the way that they use now, uh, psilocybin for depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I would still let, like, I, I don't really have a saying who claims what, but like, if you said, told me today, you, tomorrow, you were still straight edge and you decided to take psilocybin for your depression, I would still be like, Oh, cool. You're still straight edge, man.
3: Right. Yeah. There's like a difference of like the person that is uh, constantly like, Oh yeah, well I'm going on another vision quest out in the desert. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you're, you're not and strange, go- but it's a person that's like, well, Uh, I have two options. I can either take this thing that balances me out or I can have the gun in my mouth again. And Mm -hmm. then uh, I can sit there and uh, just wait until the day comes uh, where this, where it it all ends. But uh, yeah, it it, it is interesting just to see um, what can balance people out and just get people back to like a baseline and Mm. able to function, you know, uh, without, complete anxiety or depression or or whatever is challenging you.
0: Mm. I think that's the biggest thing that I had to, I had to learn for myself was that it's okay to, you know, figure out something that's going to work for you. Because I got to a point where, you know, tried to take my own life a few times and my depression was just so bad. And I was just, uh, the doctor was prescribing me more medicine than I've ever could fucking think of and times were just tough and everyone goes through shit and i remember there was a point where i was like bro like i don't want these fucking 14 pills a day this is terrible this is shit Mm. what am i doing and i feel like i'm addicted to these because i was and then it was like okay like i'm not taking this shit anymore and and i i just cold turkey that which is fine and then like it was a point again where it was like all right i'm gonna try and take my own life and then it was after that uh, getting out of the hospital and shit and talking to some people and therapists and stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some CBD and see if that helps me. And it really made a big difference for me. And then um I took a couple of THC gummies at night when I felt like I was going to harm myself or something. And it was like, OK, this is this helped me. And I, I will take this before bed if I feel like something's going that way. And, it, and then it was just maturing through that and figuring out what was working for me and understanding that. And it's like, You know, now it's just like I take these CBD cannabis to help me just calm down at night and relax and just, you know, find that Zen in me. And I'd rather take that than 17 different medicines that are prescribed from the doctors. Not that there's anything wrong with that for some people, but I just for myself have found some peace at the time right now. And this is just what's working, dude. So it's like it's cool to see everybody find their own thing, man. If I didn't get to the point where I tried to take my own life, I'd still be the old me. But the fact that I tried to do something so hurtful and harmful for myself is just like, you know, it was an eye-opening experience of like things have to change or I'm like you said that analogy of a gun. It's it's going to it's real. It's not Mm -hmm. it's not a fucking stick with the phase anymore, bro. It's no fucking figure it out or you're dead. Right. Right,
3: But yeah, that's, there is one thing, uh, you know, I I think being straight edge is mainly a positive thing because I, I do think, uh, uh, you know, not drinking, not smoking can always be beneficial. Um, Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. the, the, the downside of straight edge is when you make it such a part of who you are and your identity, and then you come to a time where you're like, I actually, drinking a glass of wine with dinner actually seems kind of nice, you know, but you're in this own prison that you've made for yourself. Like, But no, I'm the anti alcohol person. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. And I've seen so many people just struggle with that and become the angry straight edge guy. You know, it's almost that was like, me. This, yeah, And it's almost the same as like the closeted, uh, you know, uh, homosexual person that is very homophobic. And you're just like, yeah. oh, if you could only be truthful to yourself, you would be a lot happier. And you would stop harming the people around you and other people uh in yeah so if you're straight edge and don't want to be straight edge anymore you know to the extreme of you just you know whatever just do whatever you know who cares about labels just do whatever the fuck you want that's you a know? It's, it's, but it oh, is yeah. real
0: though and i'm glad you acknowledge that because like you know to harp on that that's important because that is something i went through man i remember literally you know, I I talked to Batch about this. I cried to myself because I was like, dude, it's been my whole identity, my whole life. It's been like so much to me. And it was literally a point where it was like, dude, I just can't, I I don't know what else to do. You know, I've tried so many things. And, you know, it was just like, I I talked to my therapist about it. I talked to a bunch of people, but it was, it's a very hard mountain to climb and just to finally be like, all right. And even like the moment I put it in my mouth, it was like a convulsive sweating. I did it. And then it's just like, yeah, man, I just got to get over that, you know. And again, it goes back to what you said: is like you'll fuck the label, like you're just a human being at the end of the day, and do what you want to do, whether that's yeah. drink, smoke, or not, and and you just rep yourself, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I think we all have, you know, we're wrapped up in our own ego so much where we think like our one personal choice is going to affect everybody else to this like major levels. Like, no, nobody cares, man. You know, like yeah, uh, you know, do what you want to do that makes you feel happy, and then you'll it will be beneficial to everybody around you you know so don't yes. uh, and not everybody sitting around being like taking notes and being like all right well we're having our weekly meeting talking about our friend again uh behind his back uh mm, so yeah. let's uh <laughs> let's uh talk shit you know it's like that's not happening everybody's wrapped up in their own shit and uh worrying about what's next for them and you know so yeah it, it, we all we all have it where we think you know, we're the star of our own show all the time, and that's just not the way it is in everybody else's eyes. So, you can basically just do what you want and be a good person, and then things are better that way.
1: Love it for sure. Love it absolutely.
0: Well, question for you yes, getting off the edge topic a little bit here. Um,
3: oh, I'll how- bring it right back to straight.
0: Edge. <laughs> Don't worry. I love it, man. No, we can't talk about it all day. Um, how did you get involved with Riot Fest, man, and, and the Goose Island stuff and all that? Then because I like I, I met you at that tattoo con- worst tattoo contest. Um and how did that whole thing start? And and like, yeah, just give me the background on that, man.
3: Yeah, so uh so at Riot Fest for the past two years, the hard times has done a collaboration with Goose Island. So back to the straight edge thing, they are a brewery. So, you know, feel like a sellout the entire time yeah. I'm there as they're like, Hey, Bill, you want a beer? Like, you know, give me one of them waters over there. That's all I need. Uh, yeah. But- you gave me a
0: whole 24 pack and we're like, buddy, I got you. <laughs>
3: um, but um, so Goose Island is a brewery out in Chicago and they are just, they had known about the hard times for a while and wanted to, figure out a way to collaborate at riot fest and they had the idea for a bad tattoo competition they did it last year pre-covid so whatever not last year but the one before that the last Mm -hmm. time riot fest actually happened uh and i i wasn't able to go to that one but this was the first year where we got to fly out and kind of do it in person uh get The whole premise was if you had a bad tattoo, they'll take a photo of it, put it up on the wall, then we'll have some uh, celebrity judges basically pick the worst tattoo. I do think that the tattoo that got picked as the winner this year was not the worst tattoo. I think mannequin pussy made a giant mistake. dude. Uh,
0: Yeah. Can I just say the guy with the clown tattoo?
3: yeah that was a pretty bad one or mine uh, you know, the guy with the dick on know. his ass that yeah was that
1: was a, guy <laughs> that was a bad yeah.
3: one <laughs> I mean alright so for the listeners uh, there was a lot in the final round of maybe eight tattoos there was a lot of bad tattoos uh, Steven's yours was one of them it's a penis on your butt uh, <laughs> it's a terrible idea it's a terrible tattoo all around I yeah. mean, Placement, replacement uh what it looks like uh it's just it's just not great uh there was another guy that had a giant clown on his thing it represented his ex-wife it was kind of a cover-up I'm trying to think of what else there, w- there was a cat with a dick for a nose on a guy's upper yeah. thigh which was a very bad one that was a drawing that he that he did as a child like, it was like what kind of like weird childhood did you have where you were drawing multiple cat faces with penises (laughs) as noses there was another guy that had it was supposed to be a tattoo of himself but it was like of bill gates and Mm -hmm. it had like money around it and it was bill gates was like saying the guy's name it was very weird and bizarre but then the person that won it was a photo uh, a tattoo of a piece of steak which was a well done piece of steak like not well done as like that's how they wanted it prepared you know i'm not like that's not <laughs> it was actually like a decent steak tattoo next to a f- a decent photo of drake yeah and it was steak and drake which i mean i i almost was thinking like this this tattoo is too well done technically to even be in the running um yeah and here's what I think happened is that mannequin pussy is looking over all the tattoos and they see bad tattoo. Like your, yours is an objectively bad tattoo, you know, yes. like uh the cat nose, uh, penis for nose objectively bad tattoo. They see seven or eight objectively bad tattoos. And then they see one that's an outlier that's different. Mm. And they're like, well, that's gotta be the worst. Right. You know, True. like, because these all, so it was just like a, one of these things is not like the other. And uh, so that person ended up winning the person that won the the year previous. uh, Nobody will ever touch that tattoo as far as how bad it was. Did you see the photo? I saw it was
0: framed on the wall.
3: Yeah, it was, it's a unicorn, (laughs) like fucking another unicorn, like puking a rainbow. Uh, And it's just, it's absolutely insane. Um, The, the person that got that tattoo is clearly uh, on one but uh yeah that, that's like the high water mark but like if it next year when they hopefully they do this again but next year when they put that tattoo next to like last year's winter steak and drake it's just not going to look right it's like look we almost stupid. have to we almost like to wipe it from the the thing but hey i wasn't the judge you know no uh, you almost were <laughs> i was this close to being the judge you were cuz they weren't uh, there <laughs> yeah in in uh I I think uh, next this was since this was the first year that I did it in person. It's like okay, we learned a lot of how this is actually going to work because this was like a dry run of like. Where are people going to be? What time do people show up to fests? When can bands, when are bands available to actually do this? And how can we make this a better experience? So we learned a lot. So hopefully we can do it again next year, fine tune it. Uh, because that's, I mean, much like stand up, you have to do it to see what works and what doesn't. And, uh, you know, processing everything that we did this year, it's like, okay, I'd say this worked at about 45% mm. of as good as it could be but we can get this to 70% next year and the year after that we'll be at 90 and this will be like an event and this will be fun and people will want to like seek this out but uh, but it was still a good time regardless and I think uh, everybody at Goose Island uh, enjoyed it and we got some got to meet Guar and the Descendants you dude, know, the so Descendants cool, yeah
0: you know. I got to say hi to them dude yeah
3: I mean it, so it just sick. insane yeah uh, it, uh, it. that was the other thing about being at that fest was since I, I got to get like a performer pass basically so i got yeah. to go like backstage so i met like brian baker from bad religion and minor threat and kevin seconds and it was just like oh my god you know That's like uh, this is uh, like pinch <laughs> me i'm, I'm dreaming <laughs> yeah um, so yeah that, that was a good time got to see you know jimmy Eat world from the back of the stage and somebody was oh, like nice oh, it sounds like shit because they plug in directly to the speakers and we can't hear anything back here. It's like, yeah, yeah it's cool to stand back here, but boy, does it sound like shit back here. All you can hear is the drums.
0: <laughs> yep, that'll do it. No, I, I thought it would, dude, I love the idea. I was walking by it and I was like, oh, that's cool. The girl came up to me, talked to her. The rest is history. You you told the story and then I was saying that uh there was also one in the top six or whatever it was that uh had like a human centipede stick figure, which I thought was oh, yeah. terrible
3: on yeah. this like pretty girl but i was like
0: what the fuck is this doing on your calf (laughs) like
3: you just go to the beach she she seemed like i mean that like too normal for like that tattoo like uh like like i i don't even know how to describe it she was just very like i would picture her like going to church on sundays you know just like like a kind of like a wholesome midwestern type of person is like wait you got Stick figure human centipede. And yep. she was telling the story about it that she thought of the idea while she was drunk one night, waited an entire month, and then got the tattoo completely stone cold sober. So just uh, bizarre. But uh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, to each their own, I suppose. Hey,
0: man, yeah. I got a dick on my ass, but I look like I have a dick on my ass, so it's all
3: right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I, before you even showed me the tattoo, I was like, I already got this guy pink. It's yeah. uh, it
0: just... <laughs> it's a dick on his ass, yeah. I know it. Yeah. Dude, but my, my reason to you was so fucking, I was, because like, I'm like i not used to being on like a stage and you talking to me. Well, oh, I don't know, I just fucking wanted
3: it. Uh, yeah, and you were like,
0: uh, there's other ways you could have got, other things on your ass. Or so-. You said something that was fucking dying to you. I was like, this is great.
3: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so wait what what was the what's the real reason like i mean now that you're in a comfortable uh yeah. setting uh you know in your on your home turf
0: that's right no i um honestly i don't have a reason i've always wanted a dick on my ass and that's what i said in the interview but it was me and my roommate we were living in hull and we oh, the
3: city of sin yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: And uh, we're sitting in his basement. We both had tattoo machines and we both have been tattooing for like two years, just like on our friends and pig skin and stuff. So whatever. And then it was one day I was like, bro, I want a dick on my ass. And he was like, bro, if I do yours, you do mine. And I was like, dude. And he was like, what? And then. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, we we did so it. You in, have
3: matching dates? like uh. Well, on I did.
0: Yeah, I did his. He did mine, and his, mine came oh, out God. better than his, and mine's pretty bad. So. So
3: you just press them again to, uh, together sometimes <laughs> to form like the mega dick unity, uh, you know, powers of two. Uh, That's it. Know. That's uh, the
0: plan. Yeah, big moon landing with the penises there. <laughs> <laughs> um no that's literally the story and then we did it and i don't know why i did it and uh you know one day i'll get it covered up i already showed my tattoo artist in plymouth it and he already said he'd cover it up but that requires money and he'll just do whatever i don't it's it could be a it could be a fucking wolf's mouth i don't care what it is as long as i get it out of there
3: so when you when you go to him in plymouth you know uh, home of the mayflower uh <laughs> you say do whatever you want and then he he just covers up the dick with a bigger dick tattoo that's like more well done like
1: it just oh nice. man you know i swear to god triumphant fucker?
0: <laughs> god i uh, would i mean at least it would have looked better i don't know i don't know what's worse dude yeah uh, i th-
1: i thank god every day when we were up in new hampshire mm-hmm. that and you brought your tattoo machine that i stayed just sober enough to be like <laughs> nope that's not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no you made the right call well because
0: you tried I, yeah, everyone. Like, Come on, man. Just let me let me do it. <laughs> I wanted to tattoo everybody, dude. I got that thing when I was like 18 and I was ready to go.
3: I, I wonder if you guys, uh, so there was uh, year years and years ago, I think the guy that ran the shop is dead now. And if you saw a photo of him, you'd be like, well, yeah, this guy was not long for the world. Uh, you know, his heart <laughs> was going to explode at some point. Oh, but geez. there was a tattoo shop called Big Dogs, Inc. Uh, you guys ever heard of this in Massachusetts?
0: No, I'm looking it up, though
3: all right uh yeah it's um i think it's kind of scrubbed from the internet oh yeah chris crinkle was the dude oh man chris Chris crinkle
1: did he look like santa claus yeah he
3: looked he looked like a cracked out santa claus oh yeah oh yeah these are just some uh, amazing tattoos but big dogs (laughs) ink their their um tagline was like uh don't come up on the porch with the big dogs if you just want to piss with the puppies or something like that. And like, Oh my
1: God. But they
3: had a portfolio online. His portfolio online was presenting it as if like, Hey, come and get, come to my shop and get tattooed. And they were, Wow. These are terrible tattoos. Yeah. Like just like Pat Patriot and he just looks like a complete like cracked out Patriot. Someone sent me this
0: link. I need to see this shit right now.
1: Uh Dude. And there's a, there's a Confederate flag with an Eagle ripping. It looks literally like a fucking, a
0: terrible chicken. I want to see this shit.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's some of the, Oh yeah. I'm looking at the Confederate flag one. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, I see it. I found it. I found yeah. it on Facebook, yeah.
3: right? Yeah, there's a Facebook. I'm just That's looking I'm at some looking Google at. images. Like some of these aren't his on Google images, but some of them definitely Oh wow! All that. On, look like... at the Patriots
0: player. He looks uh, special.
3: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He looks like a mummy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Jesus, if you the were tigers. the person, if you were the person that got these tattoos, like I, mean, I did better sorry. tattoos than this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is. Uh, the guy should not have been allowed <laughs> near a, a tattoo machine uh, ever. Uh, it's a crime. But well, that yeah. one's
0: not bad. It's sad that people paid for this shit and it's on their body now. Yeah. Well, they should know, come to Riot Fest.
3: You no, know, Chris Crinkle's no longer with us, unfortunately. Oh, so oh, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P.,
1: yeah, one,
0: R.I.P. One of the man. greats.
3: One of the greats. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if anybody from the crinkle family is listening you know my my condolences uh oh for yeah, sure we lost chris but uh for sure oh boy uh he should maybe maybe tattooing maybe, being an artist was not for him uh no. but I'm sure he could have been great at other things like i don't know uh digging graves or something like that i i don't know uh but, <laughs> uh <laughs> oh my God. just not a good tattooer uh, yeah yeah for sure but when i first started getting tattooed uh that's like this was like the talk in the shops of like <laughs> you know like can you believe this you know like uh just just bizarre stuff that i'm just going go through is.
0: Facebook and not one like or a comment on any of his pretty much tattoos and there's a few and someone's just writing really LOL <laughs> <laughs> this looks like something my six-year-old nephew colored in in a coloring book only Listen, he would man a better job wow your
1: next tattoo might not nice. be so great right now that you're speaking ill of the dead I'm not speaking ill of the dead oh no, you are you're making fun I'm, of s- I'm, no, I'm speaking
3: what's in celebrating <laughs> We're celebrating the life of Chris Krinkle and his work. Uh, That's all there is to it. Um, I I just, I mean, so I've gotten plenty of tattoos in my life now. And I, I I kind of like the, uh, the thought of like, there's one tattooer he's like a part-time tattooer and just mainly like some weird art stuff. Now his name is Max Kuhn. He's like a straight edge dude. That's just like kind of out in the desert somewhere now, but sometimes he'll like tour around and like, you just have to book him and he'll tattoo you illegally in a hotel room, but he kind of just does it all freehand. Uh, and that's like what I'm more into now is just like, yeah, all right, I trust you're good enough, you know, like, and that this will come out looking good. Uh, and, but, like, that's more enjoyable of a tattoo than, uh, to me, than the stenciled out, completely thought out, you know, things. So it's just like, ah, yeah, tattoos are supposed to be raw and for degenerates. But the Kris Crinkle thing, it's a little bit too far. Like, okay, I'm not that much of a degenerate. Like, I'm not, like, currently running a meth lab uh, in... <laughs> You know, deep Plimpton. So um, <laughs> um yeah, uh, it's...
1: there's a name drop.
3: Yeah, I like <laughs> that one. That was good. <laughs> hey, what can I say? Anybody from Plimpton? Hey Plimpton, speak up. Uh oh, actually Cam's <laughs>
1: from Plimpton, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, he moved he he him and Julie. He transplanted there. <laughs> He... Wait,
3: he moved to blimpton like that was like a choice yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, geez all right well yeah that's, that's i guess we love you cam <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh no he used to live in taunton so it's much better
3: okay yeah well yeah. that time of course <laughs> you can't I remember one taunton. time he told me
0: he he got he got in his car at 6 a.m turned it on was putting the fucking heat on because it was cold and then he went to go reverse and look behind him and there was a homeless guy sleeping in the car <laughs> Oh, wow. It's like, yeah, you can leave before I smash <laughs> your face.
1: This sounds very taunting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. As so-
3: long as the guy was respectfully just sleeping there and not breaking a window, then you can't be too mad at that, you know? We're having uh, orgies, you know? <laughs> it happens. Uh, the, in I, I used to live in San Francisco, and apparently it's really bad ne- there now that uh people just yeah. break into cars like crazy to the point where all the broken glass on the street, they just call it San Francisco snow now, which I thought mm. like a, a great name for that. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, apparently very bad that if you leave like a matchbook on your car seat, then somebody just breaks into your car. And it's just like, Oh, I'm taking whatever's in here.
0: Dude. I heard San Francisco has an app now where you can locate homeless people taking shits on the streets.
3: Oh, I hope so. I mean, I'm into that app. It's like that's the one thing I'm into is like watching uh the most vulnerable members of society take giant dumps. I, I heard just... that's all
0: you see in San Fran is just fucking shits on the sidewalk everywhere. Uh, is that a myth?
3: When, uh, not necessarily. There's one part of town, the Tenderloin, where it definitely like at, at when I lived there, it was definitely a thing like since San Francisco kind of had like such a progressive like homeless outreach thing that like Las Vegas would bus people in and just drop them off in San Francisco. So you just have like people that are just like fresh out of a hospital in a wheelchair, just dumped Mm -hmm. on a corner and just like, well, you're here now. it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, like Mm -hmm. what, what country do we live in? But um, yeah, there was plenty of times in San Francisco I worked in a warehouse that was kind of down by where play. And uh, I'm walking down to like the receiving area of the warehouse and I could see some rustling under a trailer across the street. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is going on over there? And as I get closer, it was uh, two homeless men uh, orally pleasuring each other and uh, Uh. under the truck. And so that was when I would be like hey jack come over here i gotta show you something and then be like oh yeah to, to take a look at that and he's like oh you motherfucker you know it's like, uh, <laughs> you motherfucker yeah the amount of people i mean so the shits on the sidewalk in san francisco are one thing but the amount of people i saw getting or giving oral sex just on the street in san francisco doesn't happen in massachusetts like i mean oral barely happens behind closed doors in massachusetts <laughs> you know am i right uh but in san francisco <laughs> uh there's this one time I'm stating home from uh work and I can smell the very distinct smell of marijuana in the air and it was right by like a, a baseball field like a children's park so I'm like oh who's smoking weed at like the playground you know and I look up on these bleachers and there's a guy kind of standing there like his hands behind his head like smoking weed and another dude in front of him blowing the hell out of him like just crazy I was like wow that is <laughs> That's a blowjob right there. That's a (laughs) blowjob. But yeah, just San Francisco, wild, wild. Jesus Uh, Christ. Sounds like it, Jesus. Now all the tech people ruined it. There's no blowjobs anywhere in San Francisco anymore. It's fucking terrible. Twitter ruined San Francisco. Twitter ruined blowjobs. Yeah, barely see a blowjob in that city anymore.
1: There's our headline, Twitter ruins (laughs) blowjobs. So
0: old people... Uh, shit on the streets now.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's I mean uh, that's funny. it's it's just uh it's it's only people that make like less than $75,000 but more than $50,000 that are shitting on the sidewalks <laughs> in uh, San Francisco at this point. It's like <laughs> entry level programmers are shitting on sidewalks.
0: I love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, Bill. Now, what is going on with the hard times right now and what is and if there is anything big and huge going to happen for the hard times or up-and-coming stuff that's going to happen that we're looking forward to festivals or things that you guys are doing too
3: um you know so we're coming up on our eighth year anniversary of being a publication so we'll probably we weren't able to do our normal get together like we kind of do a, a little party in the bay area usually uh because that's where my co-founder matt lives is up in san francisco or he's in mm-hmm. oakland um and so we'll probably do an eight eight year anniversary party the last time we did one we had to do it a, a five year we did a big stand-up comedy showcase at gilman uh which was like the oh. first time that stand-up ever really happened happened at the legendary punk venue so oh that's God. a little feather in my cap that i got to host a so comedy showcase and kyle canane so cool liner. uh so uh yeah that was cool so we kind of it's like we're never gonna top that one so we can just uh you know take it easy We'll just have a fun time <laughs> but a little know,
1: barbecue out back or something
3: yeah you know that's we can just yeah but we'll just chill out and we'll blow out the year uh when that happens <laughs> uh and have a have a bigger stand-up showcase but um, yeah there's nothing like crazy uh, going on uh, it's just the the standard uh, poking fun at the scene making sure that everybody is uh, accounted for that we're, we're taking down uh, the meatball hardcore kids uh we're, we're you know doing what we can to do accurate reporting um, uh, everywhere across all scenes uh, from from ska to beat down hardcore um, and yeah, you know, so we'll see what happens uh, in the new year. Maybe we'll get some new podcasts going. It's been a while. My co-founder and I used to have a podcast and we're thinking about bringing back some sort of variation of it. It's just a matter of we're both very busy. And uh, as you both know, podcasting can be, uh, you know, mm. it's tough to schedule things, you know, and it becomes a, like oh, yeah. a, a thing of working around schedules uh, a lot of times.
0: That's literally what for we were sure. just discussion, discussing before we hopped on was one of these bands and we had to like, they wanted something, we had to change things up and it's it's all great. It's, this is all good stuff, but it's just like, oh, we got to switch this around and we got the PDF file, we got to look at the spreadsheet and then contacting emails, you know, the whole fucking deal. So mm-hmm. I, I totally get that it turns into a, a job, you know, and
3: yeah, for and sure. L-
0: and hopefully one day me and batch here will turn this into our job where we can pay mm. something from it and, you know, make a difference with, with it that way. And, you know, maybe be part-time at what we're doing now. So that would be fucking amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, that was my, for the longest time, my goal with the hard times was like, Oh, I just want to, uh, all right, let me pay my cell phone bill with hard times money. And then like that, that happens like, all right, let, let me pay my rent with hard times money. And now it's like, the hard times is my full-time employment now, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, and so now from that, it's like, all right, well, uh, shit, I, I've, uh, put in the work and everything that I wanted has happened. Uh, all right, now what? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's, uh, all right, let me, let me buy, uh, you know, multiple unit property and become a bastard landlord with my hard times <laughs> money. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I want to become. Uh, yeah. passive income and just be a slum lord.
0: <laughs> now, can I ask you for some advice then how did you manage to make it to the point where you could be, you know, doing what you're doing now, as far as us, we're small, man. And, but we're, we're trying to get to a point where it's like that we want to get to a point where, you know, we make some money off of this and we can also donate a lot of money because we do a lot of donating. We do a lot of things on mental health because it's all about pop punk and mental health and, you know, spreading the word that it's okay not to be okay. And, you know, our, our, our goal is to be at festivals and have a tent and to have people have a place where they can talk and, you know, feel like they're okay. And, and, but also spread some music through pop punk and just the scene in general and, and, and give you news and breakdowns on bands. We just want to be able to like go to festivals and, 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 and just do our own shit like
3: this. I just want to
1: stop doing electrical work.
0: Yeah, there's
3: that too. All right. So wait, wait, I I didn't really, I mean, this is, uh, all right, I'll answer your question. But first, we got to talk electrical because I went to social Votech for electrical. Oh. I worked as an apprentice for a couple of years. You know, then I worked in supply houses for 17 years. No, I wasn't in the union because I worked in supply. Like I, I I, worked for this guy, Thomas Cleary out of South Weymouth and hated it okay. so much. I was like, <laughs> fuck this. And then I I, I worked at uh, Ralph Pill for a while, which I think is Northeast now. Um, yep. And so, but I worked in warehouses uh, for... 17, 18 years before the hard times started uh, you know, oh, Jesus. uh paying off. Uh so if the hard times wasn't around, I'd still be I'd be in LA and I'd be in some electrical warehouse somewhere in LA around here. Uh who knows? But um but oh yeah, I mean, are you are you a union guy? We're we talking, yeah. Uh, all right. So what was that? What which local is that? It's the uh, 103. Okay, yeah, the 103 baby. Um <laughs> but uh to answer your question going back, I, I think the main the most important thing is consistency. If like you uh, say with a podcast, you got to be, you got to have it. So people can rely on like, Oh, Thursdays are my days. I listen to this, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, uh, if you're like, all right, well, we're late again this week or, Hey, no podcast this month, uh, then people can't, um, they're not going to flow with it and and keep coming back because it's such a crowded space that they're just going to, be, uh, part of the, in the podcast economy of these major companies that are buying podcasts and can afford to just put people on salaries and then that becomes their job. So you have to fight against this whole podcast economy, uh, that is, Mm -hmm. has popped up. And so you just have to have the product that stands out, uh, can link up with a certain crowd. Like, you know, if you can really market towards the pop punk kids and really focus in on that, and then build up the the thing from there start doing, you know, you get the uh, enough and maybe start doing live shows. You start doing different tiers of, you know, maybe a Patreon thing, you know, it's all just building slowly, but the number one thing is consistency. And that's like with the hard times, like we've never missed a day where we didn't post something. Like maybe there was like one day where we intentionally didn't post something about it's like, because there was a reason behind it. I forget what the reason was, but at the time it was like, hey, we're not going to post on this day. Um, but it's always been like, no matter what, like we're going to be consistent and we're going to put something out. And uh, so I think that is always in any creative uh, pursuit. Consistency is the most important thing. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you, thank you for you. that. Yeah. We, we, at Fridays, our drop days, I we usually don't ever miss a day unless there's like, what we've had in the past is pretty much deaths are the biggest thing um, that have stopped us and like, you know, stuff like that. But we we're pretty consistent and batch runs the social media for the I'd say 95%. He does the social media. I do the editing and we have a good thing going and he, every day batch usually posts something, but you know, that's something that, you know, it's just the grind and we'll keep doing it. And then we get all, we get as many bands and people that we come on, whether it's, you know, you know bands like a lost words people like you and zates and you know um goalkeeper just a bunch of bands and we just try and be the biggest thing is just having fun but taking it to that next level is something that we're looking forward to doing and you know it's it's always good to get that advice so i appreciate it man
3: yeah and with the the way the podcast world is changing well even social media algorithms are changing i mean cut one minute out of the show, make it a reel, make it a TikTok. You put yeah. that up, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you got, you got content. It pushes people to listen to the whole episode and you can feed it that way. Like when I was doing podcast in the early teens, like Instagram was just becoming a thing. So it's putting up like one slide of a photo, but now it'd be like, if I was doing that, I'd have to, I'd be putting up a minute clip of something, you know? Uh, yeah. So it's all just, it takes time. It, it, it can be a grind, but uh, if you can, f- Peel off five listeners from one TikTok post that keep coming back. Then they True. tell one person, and you might get twenty-five. Uh, you know, and all of a sudden you see your, your downloads doubling. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's just figuring out where where the people are at and meeting them there. You know, and that's uh, that's always the difficult part, is because the algorithms change and. Uh, there's going to be a new addition. Like, you know, Instagram will put some new feature that everybody hates. But if you just are like, well, we're going to try that for a bit. And it's just like, well, Instagram wants everybody to try that. So they put you in a bunch of feeds. And you're like, all of a sudden, ooh, baby, a little popping Mm -hmm. off. So uh, you you never know what's going to work. Good shit.
1: Right. Good shit. Hell yeah.
0: Batch, you got any questions or anything else?
1: Yeah. um, Like, what was... Your moment when you were like, holy shit, we like, like I made it. Like, holy fuck. Uh,
3: the, the, that moment never, never happens. It's a weird thing. Um, there, there's always, you have to have an appreciation, like, yeah, of like, I, I can look at social media numbers and whatever and be like, oh, this is crazy. Like, I, I can't believe this little project has, you know, nearly 700,000 followers on Instagram or whatever. And, but day to day, I'm editing drafts or I'm trying to create some social posts and it's like, I'm just working on Photoshop and I'm like, oh God, you know, here we go, I got (laughs) a fucking, ugh. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm lucky enough to get to do this as opposed to uh, loading up some some uh you know uh some 12.2 mc yeah i'm not i'm not slinging any 12.2 or any i don't even get started on 10.3 i mean if you want to get your shoulders fucking jacked up you know throw a roll of 10.3 into the back of a pickup you know (laughs) uh and i'm not i'm not on a ladder with my hilty drill uh you know trying to fucking go through a concrete wall or anything like that oh Um, boy music to my ears (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's it's, it's there's always even like you know somebody you know emails me be like hey I love the hard like, you do <laughs> well that's amazing you know like thank you for that uh because you know it it's it, you, you never really know you, you put something out there and you just hope it takes off so you know and then people will be like oh yeah well bill you you've got to figure it out it's like oh I I guess you know like thank mm. you for that but you know it's always like well that's I've achieved this goal. Let's, let's move on to the next one. Because if you just say like, all right, well, yeah, I, if I stopped it, I want to pay my rent with the hard times. And then I would have stopped at, I'm going to pay my rent with the hard times, you know? And I yeah. it never went further than that. But now it's just like, all right, well now the hard times is my livelihood, but what's the next thing beyond that? You know, a like, Ferrari.
2: Yeah. A Lamborghini. yeah. <laughs> I
3: want, I want the hard times Ducati, you know, the hard times Ducati. <laughs> blasting around LA, uh, me going in reverse, 85 miles per hour down Rodeo Drive, uh, you know, just living the L.A. dream. That's what I'm looking forward to. I want to basically I want to be able to get away with vehicular homicide. Uh, That's it. I just want to get off on all charges. Uh, That's the next goal is to get wealthy enough where I can take down a pedestrian who was legally crossing the street and I will get off on all charges.
1: That's it. That's how I'm with you. That's yeah. where I want us to go.
3: <laughs> That's it. That's the so, ultimate goal. It's a monster no press is bad press. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's so, yeah, it, it's always just, uh, you, you keep working towards it, but you appreciate the milestones along the way because you can't get jaded or bitter or else you start to resent what you're doing. And mm. then you lose the thread and people notice, you know, if you're like mm. your phone at it in, then people are just going like, to "Oh, fuck this. You know, if every hard times headline was just a recycled, like you know thing like didn't you guys do this like two months ago and now you're doing mm. like the, basically the same exact headlines like oh uh, yeah you're right um whoops uh <laughs> sorry you know yep. so yeah
1: yeah you guys have been killing it with the um the blink headlines the one with the kardashians oh yeah i was definitely, fucking rolling
3: definitely enjoyed that one i mean when blink 182 serves you up such easy material like charging $750 for general admission tickets i mean you, you, you can't just you can't just let that slide you gotta you gotta say something mm-hmm. what was what was the green day one
1: i saw mm-hmm. the other day uh,
3: shocking elder abuse uh these teens are making fun of my green day shirt that one? yes yeah yeah
1: oh, he's at the mall yeah
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh that was good
1: because it's funny because steve's a diehard blink fan and i'm a diehard green day fan so when you mentioned 924 Gilman, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's like Mecca to me.
3: Yeah. Have you, have you ever been to a show there?
1: No. I want – that's what – I'm secretly trying to push the honeymoon to go right. to California so we can
3: – ooh, look at that. There's 924 Gilman. Wow. All right, Let's all just right. to I say here, hi. Here it is. Here, here it is. I mean, this is easy. Honeymoon is in Napa, wine country. So Berkeley is only like an hour away from that you know so you'd have to fly into sfo to do it um sfo is uh, i don't know 30 minute drive from gilman uh mm. so it's e- easy money you know, like, you know just book the honeymoon you see that some band is playing gilman that you want to see and then it's just like oh well we're staying Two nights in San Francisco. Anyway, we might as well take the Bart over to uh, you know Berkeley and check out the show. Let's <laughs> just wrap it up. It's easy. Napa wine country's the honeymoon. Oh yeah, a couple extra days in the Bay Area. No problem. That's it. I got you covered.
1: Uh, <laughs> Love it, Steve. Edit that out so she doesn't hear. Yeah, that. right <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fucking awesome. So, so have you met the guys from Blink and Green Day? Or
3: no. Um, Tongue along like, follows the hard times, and Mike, and Mike Durnt follows the hard times, and I think Trey also might follow the hard times. Dang. But um, a friend, of, a stand-up comedian friend of mine, Amy Miller, her brother was in the band Sam I Am, and mm. he is owns a bar with Billy Joe in Oakland. Uh, and there was a time where, like before COVID, we were briefly discussing doing like a hard times comedy show at that venue, where billy joe's like secret side project band with this guy from sam i am would be the house band but it never came to fruition it was like too many moving parts and it was just kind of a half-hearted yeah. like we should do this but it was just like yes we should you know like yeah that's, <laughs> that sounds like a yeah, great yeah. idea to me but uh, never happened and uh we'll see but um yeah i've never never gotten to meet either of them um but mike Durnt seems to even though we do poke fun at a lot of green day he seems to have a good sense of humor about it and uh we'll yeah, usually me. like those posts that's so, sick.
1: that's so cool like oh man
3: yeah i mean that that's one of those things that, like where it's crazy uh meeting people in the bands that i really like or seeing like Jim from Jimmy Eat World is a hard time. Like he reposted, like we did a a Jimmy Eat World joke, and he like shared it in his stories, saying like, "I feel like I've made it now that the hard times has like made fun of us." And she's like, "No, that's not how this works. No, no, we made it now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like I don't think you get this, Jim." and you know there's the guitar player of minus the bear um uh, he played in this band botch which was like a early 2000s uh math core band from seattle and like one of my all-time favorite bands but he's been a supporter of the hard times for the past few years i've gotten to talk to him which is like literally like a like somebody pinch me because i used to listen to minus the bear like on my Walkman all the time. Like as I commute around, like I'm on the commuter rail going to and from Boston and just only listening to like his guitar riffs. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but now like I'm, I'm talking to him through DMS and just like, Oh, Oh, what? You know, like, hold on a second. Like, (laughs) but you're the guy. Uh,
2: um, So yeah,
3: like those, those moments are cool. And I try, I don't ever want to get jaded, you know, from like, Oh, right. Who who goes with the bass player of this band. I don't give a fucking shit. You know, it's like, oh no, uh, this is always this is this is interesting and cool and uh i i want to appreciate it and just be able to say like hell yeah all right cool we got a thing of people like uh and i enjoy that
1: yeah that's like we had that moment when we had maddie on from a lost for words Mm -hmm. like before he came on me and steve were like holy fuck like it's like Michael yeah, in the
3: office. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the, the first time I ever met Maddie, um, so he he will not remember the story because this is a benign story, probably not going to go anywhere. But I remember, I think a lost for words might have been a band at this point. But uh, we're at, uh, we're in Hanson. Uh, it's a house party. So, you know, we're teenagers. Uh, and he comes in and he's like, he wants to put on, a CD because I was by the CD player. I was kind of being the de facto DJ putting whatever it was like a five disc changer. Um, and he was like, Oh, I want to, can we play this band under oath or something like that? And I was like, and he handed me the CD and I was like, I swear to God, man, if this is a spin doctor's album, I'm going to lose it. Cause I already knew there was a spin <laughs> doctor's album in the five disc changers. So I just mm-hmm. switched it over and started playing the spin doctors. Like you motherfucker, you tricked me into playing the spin doctors at this party. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's under oath. I was like, this is clearly the spin doctors. And the the <laughs> bit didn't really go anywhere, but I thought it was funny at the time, but he was just like legitimately confused. of like, no, I handed you an under oath CD. I, I know I did. Um, but yeah, that was uh, my first time uh, meeting Maddie way back in the day. I think it was at Mark Von house. What's up, Mark. If you're out there. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I love those moments, man. I mean, we have had a lot of those moments, you know, not to the tier that i know we will get to at some point but even like anthony from capstan was fucking that was fucking really sick and talking to uh Jarrett from bowling from soup not on the podcast yet but just through dms trying to make something happen and all the other bands man it's just a pleasure and it's a great community of like people you know and it's it's super it is super surreal because like me and batch before this we just love the music we love the scene and then all of a sudden now it's like you know we made something out, of this and now we're a part of it even more than just listening to it. We can actually like feel like we're involved with it even deeper than just like relating to the lyrics it's it's yeah. it's awesome like we're going backstage in the green room and hanging with bands now like that's mm-hmm. like so fucking cool, dude and I don't know it's fucking awesome, dude, and they're just human beings, they're just people, but it's still yeah. so surreal. <laughs>
3: And when you do a podcast, everybody likes to talk about themselves, you know, so it's easy to get people to that's say, right. hey, you want you want to come uh, on our show? You just talk about uh, how great you talk are? Talk about your band yeah. and yeah.
1: how awesome it is. and.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's easy. I mean, that's that's why I came on. I just want to talk about how great I am. So, uh, I mean, I, not, uh, not hard. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you're this good looking, this tall, uh, you know,
1: perfectly symmetrical sex face.
3: Appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know you you want to see yourself on a Zoom where you realize your nose is way more crooked than it actually is. <laughs> like, uh, it's just yeah, it's great.
0: It's good shit. Love it.
1: Hell yeah, man. So, how um are you still like super into music? Because I know when we were talking to Zayt, Zayt's because he's doing all the festivals and shit with uh, Idle Hand and everything like that. He's like. I kind of get burnt out with like music, like new music and stuff. Are you still like finding new bands? And
3: Yeah, it's funny. Like when I find a new band and I, I look them up and I'm like, oh, they broke up in 2009. And I'm like, just finding them like now. It's just like, how did like, I miss oh. these guys? You know, like- 20 uh, years too late. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I, there's still the discovery aspect, which I like. It's just, it's a much different, now where it's like if i do go to a show i'm kind of like all right what time does the headliner go on uh you know where it used to be like i need to get there 30 minutes before doors you know so right uh, but i mean shows are different it's not no longer going to the kingston knights of columbus where it's your friend's band plus 35 others now it's just like okay i'm going to a rock club and uh you know it's it's a band that i want to see but they're playing with two bands that they like but it turns out the music they like is not the music i like yes Uh, so um Mm -hmm. uh i don't actually care to see these bands um yeah it's no it's no longer like a a hardcore show of all these bands sound almost identical and i love them all it's uh like all right they're kind of like a stoner band but they're all uh you know uh, harry krishna and they're gonna like <laughs> do a lot of chanting like no i'm I'm good you know i don't need to see that let's i think we'll show up 15 minutes before the headliner is supposed to go on
1: that's that's how we felt when uh we saw movements was on tour with knock loose mm-hmm. and i was like and kubla khan and koyo and we were like, one of these things is not like the other. Like, <laughs> and we, we like movements. We love knocked loose and everything else. But it was like seeing that together would just be like one minute you're ready to rip the door off the hinges. The next minute you're apologizing and putting it back together. Right. So yeah. I'm really sorry for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't uh, go from
3: pink cloud to fucking
0: uh, counting worms.
3: <laughs> yeah. That, those mixed bill shows like that i mean back in the day when it's like the local acts where it's just like okay the ska band is playing with the the hardcore band uh and there's also six pop punk bands that are all on here it's like yeah this is fine because it's in a basement but then when you're going to a show like that you just see like the uh, dude, that's clearly there just to fuck people up, and you're like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, well, he's just hanging out for the the next 45 minutes. It looks like he's getting bored and frustrated. We're about to pay for it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, as soon as oh, was knock yeah. loose starts, uh, somebody's getting his uh, Why is he wearing
1: a mouth guard? <laughs> we saw, we saw a guy. No lie, we saw a dude at Middle East, um, at the No Prussia show, and he had no lie, like full-on like skateboard knee pads and elbow pads hell yeah mm-hmm. this hell dude was ready
3: <laughs> well i mean maybe i don't let's 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 think this through he just <laughs> been skating vert you know and yeah just, he just saw went straight no from the vert here. Ramp. <laughs> yeah went straight from his vert ramp didn't realize because he's so comfortable in his pads uh <laughs> yeah you know, this uh, this will have to be uh the the last story i have but uh, so um back I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk as a, the elder statesman here, but back when Newfound Glory was, Newfound Glory played with a lot of hardcore bands because they have like you know the heavy breakdown parts. They just have the the whiny singing over it, which I do enjoy. But they were the band that was an excuse for hardcore kids to go beat up like non-hardcore kids that were just there for like <laughs> pop punk, you know. So it's just like you could be the the big tough dude that only listens to uh you know sheer terror or whatever beat down hardcore band you want to listen you're you're big into death before dishonor but you know what you also want to just go see newfound glory Mm. and um there was one time in san francisco this one guy he had gloves that i think were some sort of construction gloves but they had the plastic bubbles on each knuckle so they were like oh, yeah. oh he's, he's there
1: to fuck some shit up
3: yeah and so he would be like moshing and kind of like crowd killing at people and in like i i have no like tolerance for that like i just like okay i don't usually like to fight people but um don't come fucking near me <laughs> you know like the, <laughs> that bullshit and uh, you know i but i would probably just get beat up by him and his friends because uh you know that's just the way it is i'm not the biggest guy in the world so it'd be easy for him and his dumb gloves to beat the shit out of me but uh yeah like that that dumb shit was always uh interesting to me at newfound glory shows i don't think that happens anymore i think all newfound glory fans are too old to move around at this point so everybody (laughs) sits there nods their head and like, oh i hope this is a seated venue that would be great (laughs) yeah
1: that's half the time. <laughs> what do you mean standing room only?
3: <laughs> do you know how bad Brian my knees Mancha are is there at this point? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. Oh, you got anything else from Steve or
0: No, just do our uh do our uh my question I always ask and uh mm-hmm. we'll let Bill go on his way for the rest of his day. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. All right, Bill. Um so We are a pop punk podcast, but we're also a mental health podcast. And we did talk a little bit about mental health. And I always like to end the show asking our guests if they will. That would be great. If not, totally okay as well. We like to ask, you know, what are some tools that maybe you use, like reading, uh, going on a walk, uh, making a meme, doing comedy, stand up, whatever it may be to help with, you know, maybe some mental health issues that you deal with and, you know. Uh, things that we can, you know, provide people with, uh, as far as like something that can help them with their day. Like for me, uh, you know, playing hockey, working out, listening to music, doing this podcast, those are things that can help with my depression and anxiety. Uh, what are some things that you can kind of relate to people and help them, you know, help them out with.
3: All right. I'll have to keep this brief. Cause I realized, so this, uh, plugging in this, uh, microphone also drains my battery. So I'm, I'm running low, but all right, bro. for, for me, it is, a. Having I, I like having a routine, so I'm up early. I walk my dog. I take him on a nice walk in the morning. Then I do some uh, like a little light workout at home. Then I can you know eat a good breakfast and I start my work. I like having a routine where I can just kind of check boxes off. Like that what helps with compartmentalization of like the things I need to do during my day. Like if things are scattered and I'm all over the place, it builds anxiety, and I'm like oh shit. Like how do I get this done? What what am I gonna do? I don't have time to get this done. But having A routine that I like to follow, like even even like this can of water, like this liquid death, like I have one of these with my lunch. This is when I have like, otherwise I'm just having water out of the tap or whatever. But like, all right, so I crack this open. I know it's lunchtime, you know, and I sit here and I can just have that 45 minutes of I'm just going to watch whatever dumb show I am watching on Hulu right now. And I'm not going to think about the hard times for 45 minutes, you know, so routine is big for me.
0: Love it, brother. Oh yeah, man. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, man.
3: Oh, thank you guys.
0: All right, brother. Well, we'll let you go. Appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing uh weekend and uh we'll be talking soon. This
1: computer must have died.
0: Yeah, it's all right. He said bye. I saw him wave. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're so. (laughs) Thanks, thanks to Bill. That was awesome. That was awesome, dude. That was a blast.
0: That was cool, man. It was so fun Mm -hmm. to to talk. And dude, he's he is fucking funny, man. You can see the comedian in him. He is.
1: You can, yeah. You definitely can. For sure.
0: So so definitely check out the hard times, people.
1: Yeah, if you haven't already. Yeah, I know. uh, You know, hard times. is cool. Yeah, one of my favorites I was just looking
0: at was like, help, I tried singing Loik Blink 182, and now my voice is stuck this way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good, dude. Oh, so Fucking good. awesome.
0: Yeah, so Bill from Hard Times News, check him out. Instagram, all that good stuff. They got a link tree and all that. So um, what else we got before
1: we go? We got to talk about a local band that we are going to play their song at the end of this. Uh, called Waverwire. Ooh. Yeah. Do you want to hear about Waiverwire?
0: Yeah, what's uh what's going on? And who is that? What do we what do we what do we need to know?
1: Waverwire is a four-piece pop punk pop punk band from Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh first formed in two thousand eighteen, nearly got knocked out by the pandemic, and reformed last year with a semi-new lineup. Since then, we've been gigging anywhere and everywhere we can, building chemistry within the new unit and writing new material. Uh, they have a new EP coming out called Wasted, Wasted Time Well Spent. Uh, is the culmination of that. And we think it represents a great leap forward for the band. Uh, the song that they have chosen to show the perfect representation of where they are. Is TikTok everything I could have been. Oh yeah, so, brother? Hell yeah. We're gonna play some lo- local lads here for you. Yeah. So that's all I got. Um don't know if you have anything that you want to end with. No, no, we can go out with uh with everything I could have been. TikTok.
0: By... Oh yeah, TikTok. Good oh, yeah, yeah, we'll go out by that.
1: All right. Yeah, so that's about it. All right, everybody. Uh, this
0: is Waver Wire with TikTok, everything I could have been. Check them out.
2: Boom. <laughs> TikTok, your life goes by. Is it worth the time to get it right? Each day's a brand new way. So waiting to love yesterday. Address- it seems I'm colorblind, cross double yellow lines They're only there for show, if the dead look out And now I'm trying to erase my clustered mind Please forgive me if I sound a bit unkind, I let myself to rest Like peeling paint in cheap motels Painful things you can't avoid Crowding out what you enjoy And sweep up the waiting game While everything just stays the same Can't believe what we became Not a goddamn thing If I sound up